Welcome back to another episode of Director Show- Showdown, or should I say, welcome to Marwin. You already know. You already knew that. <laughs> you already knew that. You read you the, saw title. the title. Yeah. You saw it. You clicked it. For some reason, you clicked this one mm-hmm. out of, you know, we reviewed Steven Spielberg and Stanley Kubrick movies and David uh, Paul, Fincher. Paul and Thomas Anderson. Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. You know? And then you decided... Yeah, welcome, welcome to Marwin. Come, let's 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 take let's take the trip. Listen, let's take the fifty trip. plus of you downloaded and listened to our Black Beauty episode. Hey, you're clearly great. all in on our fucking race to the very bottom of the podcast charts. Yeah. Uh, hey, we we love yeah. you. Um, somehow, mm-hmm. somehow you're sticking around for for these shitty. I shouldn't say shitty episodes. It, hey, That's hey. mean. We're talking bad movies. Talking the bad episodes movies. themselves aren't shitty. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it depends on who you talk to, right? Yeah, yeah. I it mean, remains to be seen. If you talk to, uh, you know, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some famous podcaster. I, I just don't even know. Uh, Joe Rogan? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Joe Rogan, if he just smoked a few blunts, he'd be, like, cool with this, yeah. like, podcast. He'd be like... Have you ever done LSD? <laughs> I feel like that's like where every Joe Rogan podcast yeah. goes eventually. It's like, hey, you ever done DMT? <laughs> the, that's like 10 minutes into every Joe Rogan podcast. Whoa, I've never so, listened to Joe Rogan. So, yeah, like, welcome to Marwin's About That One Guy. Have you done DMT, though? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's my... And then apparently he kicks really crazily. Yeah, we were talking in the group text <laughs> yeah. this week about how hard he kicks, and Sergio linked a video... Yeah, our pal where, Sergio. Yeah. Uh, prior guest, future guest, um, mm-hmm. where he's doing kicks, and it sounds like goddamn bullet shooting out of a gun. That's how fucking loud it is. So you heard it here, folks. Do DMT. You can you can kick like guns. <laughs> kick like guns. That's, that should be the motto of the Joe Rogan podcast. Honestly, kick like, like if if there if he opens up a do- dojo, that should be what it is, it is called. It's just called Joe Rogan's Kick, kick like, like Guns. guns. <laughs> or Gun Kicks? I don't know. Gun, gun Kicks sounds kind of yeah, cool, yeah, too. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, we're talking... Something completely unrelated. unrelated well, there are some Joe kicks. Rogan. There are some kicks in this movie. There are some kicks. That is very true. Yeah. Uh, we're talking Welcome to Marwin. A Robert Zemeckis or Bobby Z, as he's been called on the podcast before. Yeah, he's our pal, Bobby Z. Bobby Z. He's done. He's done great films. He's done. Um, your one of your favorites, Contact. Right. Multiple. Honestly, multiple, multiple of my favorites, yeah. man. Uh, Back to the Future. future yeah. Uh, which is a Classic, series. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A series that I just actually rewatched in the last month. All three mm. of them. Um. Yeah, a, a great trilogy. Contact, one of my probably top five movies of all time. Um, a director that we almost covered in, I think, season two. Um, oh, yeah. We and were, we, yeah, yeah and then we, we, we were talking so. about him. We were talking about uh, Joe, Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson. Um, and then we settled on Link later. But honestly, I think Zemeckis is somebody that we're going to cover on the podcast relatively soon. Um, at least at, w- at one point, if we keep getting, yeah, you know, subscribers, yeah, people keep <laughs> listening. If if you if you support this podcast, we'll do Bobby Z. Eventually. Yeah, we'll do Bobby Z. Listen, it's going to be hard to. He has a lot of movies, mm-hmm. a lot of good ones. Listen, a lot of stinkers too. But who has probably more stinkers. recently? Everyone has stinkers yeah, in their life. He does. 
Um, so probably his 80s, 90s. I mean, he had Castaway in 2000. Castaway's great. I love Castaway. Castaway is really great. Um, he's a good director. Not so much recently, but, you know, yeah. that's what happens when you... I mean, you, uh, you got the guy who made The Godfather, Francis Ford Coppola, you know, kind of... Yeah. You know, he's not... I he mean, doesn't... listen, he directed Jack. And that's all we'll say about That's all that. we'll say about that. Maybe we should pair them up against each other. Ooh, that would be... That's a pretty good matchup. Actually, really fucking interesting. I was thinking if we cover Bobby Z, it should be somebody who also has like a 30 to 40 year career. It should be somebody. Yeah, and yeah. then we'll have to make that probably a longer season. Like, But maybe, that's all inside baseball here, baby. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we're talking late career Bobby Z. Late, yes. The, the twilight, the twilight <laughs> career. Of, he's, I mean, he's only 68. I mean, you know, you can. That's old. But, can, uh, I mean, you yeah. know, you can. The guy who directed, uh. You know, Jiggly gave it all up after that. So <laughs> that know. is true. Well, you have to quit while you're ahead, right? Uh, <laughs> or so just cut your losses. Cut, cut your losses. <laughs> I yeah. think that's what it is. Uh, before you get taken to jail. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was a movie that came out what year? It was 2018. It was 2018. So fairly recent. Mm-hmm. And it and uh, I remember us talking about it when the previews were coming in, and I just told yeah. you I was like, "This is this is not gonna." This is just not going to work. It's not going to be good. It it looked <laughs> fucking weird from the trailer. I mean, the the trailer, similarly to the movie itself, did not know what tone it was going for. So I was really confused by it. Um, while we were talking Bobby Z a little bit, I just want to say that mm. he, just real quick, like yeah. he's been on this tear recently of kind of like one of these guys, one of these directors who gets a little too attached to the technology of it all. Uh, because starting with, I want to say Beowulf you mean, was the you first. Mean, you mean a James Cameron type? I would argue James Cameron's like the good version of what happened that's, to Zemeckis. That, that's hilarious, yeah. Because I think <laughs> I think Zemeckis, who's maybe a better comparison? I can't think of Well, James one. Cameron is like, the, he puts the tech first, for sure. Like, he yeah. 100% invests in With thing. Avatar. We just have yeah. fewer examples with James, James he just, Cameron. He just seems more, like, dedicated to the... I mean, not as dedicated, but, like, he cares somewhat about the plot, I guess. But Yeah, for sure. And I, I think... You know. I think Robert Zemeckis, as soon as he did... I can't remember if it was Polar Express or... Uh, I liked Polar. Well, I was also like... I've never yeah. seen it. I need to... I, I liked the book, but like, yeah, what, like I mean, everybody book. liked the book, I guess. I mean, I just wouldn't want... I guess I just wouldn't watch it again. Well, we'll cover it on his season. That's going to be 16 oh, episodes God. long. Get, okay. get ready for it. Get um, ready. But uh, what was I going to say? No, yeah. I think Beowulf was the one that kick-started his fascination with mocap specifically. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, that was... Clearly, uh, an all mocap movie. I didn't uh, all hate CG Beowulf. Mo-cap. I, just, I thought it was fine. I can't remember anything about it. the The problem was that like it was exactly the same dialogue, so like it's all like old English or oh, that's right. So it's I just like I don't know what the hell like Beowulf is saying or something. And yeah, it, it like was convenient why? though because it was it synced up to my high school days where same I here. had to yeah. Yeah, where it was, it was. I feel like coming out when we were reading Beowulf in English. Do you think Bobby Z was following our school? He was following the curriculum. Yeah, yeah. That's why he made Polar Express as well. Like, 
Who knows, man? Yeah, maybe he was like, oh, what other kids' books are they reading in school that I can adapt into a movie? Yeah. But uh, my biggest issue with his mocap movies, and this tracks all the way through to uh, Marwin, is that uh, there's the... What's the term? It's like, it's it's looks weird. It looks weird and throws you off the entire time. It's like, even with Beowulf, it's... Uh, the Uncanny Valley, I guess, uncanny right? Uncanny Valley. Yeah. Um, he's always flirting with the Uncanny Valley in a weird way. At least Beowulf was a full commitment to the entire, like, CGI. Yeah. Like, it's animation. Welcome to Morrowind is... Uh, yeah, it it does not benefit oh, by having the live-action yeah. stuff with it. But, uh, yeah, but it's, it's, it's something that you hear a lot with, like, uh, like Beowulf doesn't age great because it looks bad mm. now. Polar Express also looks bad now. And then he did like two or three more. He did uh, Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey as like eight characters. Man, and then I don't he did the walk that. with uh oh yeah with JGL G- doing a G- bad G- French G- accent apparently. Uh we'll cover all of these. Hey, I'm fr- I'm French. I'm a French I got a I'm French accent. Walk on tide rule. He That's doesn't even Russian. That, yeah. Jesus Christ. I like terrible. mine better where he doesn't yeah. even try at all. Yeah, this is a try. French accent. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the issue with that movie was uh that his accent was too thick and it was like it was kind of like stereotypical. Like, hey, come on, and GGL, let's be a little racist. Yeah. Well, you know, actually that the walk, I didn't see it. Did, did I heard you see it was that? good. I, I heard it was okay too. Yeah. I heard I heard that it was best to see it in theaters uh, because yeah. it was like 3D and you really felt the that was height the whole the height of the the height of the, the 3D. height of yeah yeah um, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's funny because that movie and also Marwin, he is basically looking at a documentary. Did you ever see Man on Wire? No, that's the one I wanted to see before seeing. The Walk. Yeah, Man on yeah. Wire is a really, really good documentary about that the crazy French, guy. Yeah. yeah, the French acrobat who walked across, uh, rock walked between the the tw- uh, the twin towers, right? the twin towers, yeah. um, with no with nothing, mm-hmm. uh, just on literally like a pole, and that's See, it. Little people, people don't know this, but that was the first terrorist attack on the that was the French. Yeah, Freedom <laughs> Fries. <laughs> That's why, right there. <laughs> we um, well, there was actually a terrorist attack prior to that. There was some bombs. There was, in yeah, the in the 90s. Um, so this is not a very good joke. This Sorry. Was a, yeah. That, <laughs> uh, I forgot when he did it. He did it, like, in the 70s or 80s. It was ah, real, it was real yeah. early, like, a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, because I remember him having some goofy 70s hair and, like, you know. Yeah. Some, some bell, bell bottoms and all that. Yeah, exactly. He had, like, a French uh, turtleneck and shit. Yeah. but. Uh, but no, it's it's funny because it it seems like that is maybe Bobby Z's primary source of um, inspiration now is like he'll pop on a documentary like some weird people. Yeah, like yeah. weird. Yeah, it, weird that's people. maybe the the best thing to take away is like he'll watch a documentary and be like, "Huh, that's interesting. How can we like make that more?" Yeah, yeah. I mean, how how can we make like more like, dramatic? I like I can yeah. I can like take that. And put my skills as a director. Skills. Skills. Like I think he's a skilled director. I think he has plenty of signature moves in this that yeah. maybe I'll save for our season on him. Mm. Um, God, man, you're really, you're really pushing for it. Huh? Listen, man, I'm, I want to do... I want to talk Back to the Future and Contact 
most of all. Those movies are so fucking good. Yeah. I watched both of those in the last like month. They're so good. But um, this movie is not quite so good. So um, we, we can give a little spoiler-free review really quick in case anybody really wants to see what I don't on. even think you that's don't even necessary, think so? dude. Let's fuck the spoiler review. All right, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> spoiler-free. We'll, we'll skip. Uh, okay, yeah. so... Well, because, like, the reason why I say that is because I'd rather have people watch Morrowind Call. Like, oh, it's good to, like... Then that's a good reasoning. Okay, yeah. so... Yeah. Like, if you're actually interested in this individual, and it's... Like, I don't want... The the charm... I shouldn't say charm. The the impact of Marwin Call is that you don't really know... Yeah, the right. documentary is that you don't know what happened to this guy. Like, it... Like, the oh. documentary was really good about, like, hiding, like, like what caused the situation to happen. So, like, if you are curious about, like, the actual tragic story of this person and what they did to get out of it and just, like, very... Like, the actual guy himself has is very... He has, like, a lot of candor. Like, he's, like, one of the most honest people I've ever seen in my life when they interview him and stuff. And, like, he's, like, a very, like, empathetic person with... It, it, because he's so real. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're interested in, like, actually seeing something that is... Like, the documentary was really good. Um, so... I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch it. I just... We were on a tight kind of schedule, but I'm, I'm gonna watch it after this, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I suggest checking that out. And I don't really want to say much about the documentary, I guess... Because it, it would just kind of like ruin the the whole thing for it. Yeah. You know? But what, yeah. But welcome to Marwin. Welcome to Marwin. Uh, <laughs> what's what's your main take? I, well, I guess that's why I'm kind of sad surmise. that you saw Malcolm. Malcolm. Yeah. Malcolm. Malcolm to Warwall. <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm to Warwar. Uh, because Warwin. you didn't actually see like um, you know what inspired it. It made a very interesting watch, though. I will. I will say that. Yeah. So, like, obviously, you and I are going to come from like two different um, uh, arrows here, like in, in terms of how we perceive this yeah. movie. So, Welcome to Marwin is about this uh, this this guy named Stephen Ho- Hogan Camp. Yeah, I mean, he's a real person, mm-hmm. obviously, since there is a documentary on it. Steve Carell and. <laughs> Yeah, Steve. Oh, Steve they have the Trump. same first name, huh? No, it's it's Mark. It's Mark Hogan. Oh, Mark Hogan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Why. Steve. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah, you're already fusing already. the two realities you, in your head. I, and I guess, like, it's not to take a dig at Steve Carell, but I have this sort of... This is totally my own thing. It's not a dig at him. It's just that I kind of perceive Steve Carell as a, as a funny guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And... Well, he does yeah. serious roles and he's really good at them. It's just that when I see him, I'm like, you know, it's the office guy. He's all, he's a cringy guy, a guy, guy, guy. You know? Yeah. And it almost, it almost worked, but it doesn't in yeah. this movie. So the first, the first scene, which I was texting you constantly, how confused and alarming it was. Wait, wait, are we doing, are we going to do spoiler free thoughts or? I mean, no, we don't have to. Okay, okay, I, I just, it, yeah. I just said, I just wanted to, Mention the documentary. That's all. Yeah. Unless you want to give. Well, okay. Well, no. Well, I actually want to pivot into because Steve Carell is an is a fascinating. I kind of want to talk. I want to talk Steve Carell a little bit because okay, The Office starts in. I didn't look it up, but what like oh four oh five, 
It was like it was like two, it was real. It was a while ago. Like the office started. The American yeah. Office, I should say. It was back when I was when we were in high school. Yeah, yeah. early high school. Two so thousand. Um, and I feel like before or after that, he was Anchorman. I think was before the office. And he was he was um, he was a guy. He was one of the correspondents on uh, John Stewart. That's right. I yeah. never I never saw John Stewart's show, so I didn't like know mm. him up. But he was an improv guy before. Yeah, he's everything. a comedy guy. Yeah. A comedy guy. Um, so he's in Anchorman as Brick Tannen, like one of the best. One of the funniest roles. S- fucking yeah. hilarious. Classic role. Then he's in The Office, like, yeah, and, and a, a great, he does a comedic yeah. uh, role that he was in for almost a decade. Uh, and then amongst that, like while he was on The Office, he has movies like uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin, great comedy, yeah, really funny. Little Miss Sunshine. Amazing movie. Really good I movie. that, that movie. he um And he's so good in that movie. Yeah, he's, he got it. I think he got nominated for that movie because yeah. he's like, he's funny, but he's a really dark character. He's fucking real as hell in that movie. That is, yeah. I'm going to put a pin in this. You know, that's so funny. Yeah. That's so funny. I'm going to put a pin in that's my Little Kanye Miss Sunshine. West, my Kanye West impression. <laughs> you remember when he says, you isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Listen, Little Miss Sunshine is what gave Steve Carell the confidence to do this movie. I mean... Because when, there is a darkness... Okay, yeah, I see what That you're I at. think, in theory, is there for Welcome to Marwin, and I would assume Marwin Call. Um, the call to Marwin. That that he was he was very much supported in doing in Little Miss Sunshine because that is a dark comedy. He's a really he's like a post suicide attempt character in that movie. He doesn't um, give a shit about life at all. Yeah, and he's really funny, yeah. but also really dramatic. He's great in that movie. Mm. Uh, but then, um, honestly, man, it's. He kind of does not have another good movie. I heard he was good in Foxcatcher. Was he good? Foxcatcher, yeah. I think, was him. Yeah, him going full dramatic. Yeah. I heard he was good. I watched that. That's another one where I saw the documentary of that movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would, that, which that's I why think I haven't team, seen it because I wanted to see the. Yeah. Uh, I think it's called Team Foxcatcher. It's on Hulu, I think. Yeah. But it's a great documentary about, yeah, about uh, DuPont. I forgot his first name. But mm. um, yeah, about the guy who killed. Uh, killed one or two people and it's it's really dark but um i'm looking through listen he has like uh, dan in real life okay uh hey, oh, evan he, almighty is that the one where he has the pancakes oh his, his head's head? on some pancakes oh he's sad it's no it's just so interesting man because he's like i feel i really feel like the like he he got picked up by like the dramedies you know like that, that i that's, think little miss sunshine yeah. man is like the the confidence booster that he he had for the next decade plus where mm. it's like I'm, I'm gonna chase something like that like i can be funny and i've been i've been funny i i want to chase the oscar now and that's what it feels like he's been doing for 10 15 years now i mean evan almighty the most expensive comedy ever made it was a bomb not a very mm. good movie um Dan in I real life. It. I I did too. I can't tell you a single <laughs> thing that happens in it. Yeah. Get smart. I remember I, laughing I at that. The, okay. I, yeah. I that was funny. That's all. Um, date night Didn't with Tina it. Fey. I forgot I'm that sure movie the great. second I finished it. Yeah. Uh, crazy stupid love. Actually, I remember being okay. Mostly. Well, I mean, it would just be that sexy Ryan Gosling guy. Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone are the movies that are are the reason that that movie I think is good. 
uh, Hope Springs, The Incredible Burt Wonderstone. What is The that? Way Way Back. Was he nope, in Love Guru? I don't, I don't even know. Uh, was he in The Love Guru? I don't know. I don't think so. It doesn't look like it. Uh, listen, just I mean, the big short I think he was good in, but I don't really remember his role in that. Um, all the Despicable Me's, okay, he's cashing checks. Um, I mean, I'm sure they're great because it, the memes around, you know, it, 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 it's really like, yeah, you know, tentacles everywhere for Despicable <laughs> Me. Yeah. Listen, and I'm going to give you the final, the last three years, his career, the final Steve Carell. I don't want to say the final. I, I the like final the guy. Steve I like the guy, and I hope he can get some good scripts ahead because he's a good actor. I, I like him a lot. But uh, Last Flag Flying, a movie that we talked about in our last episode, we were <laughs> how, we, how we took a hard pass on that one. Yeah. Beautiful Boy, a movie with him and Chalamet that was just completely forgotten by the Oscars. That's a clear, so fun. It a was clear a clear attempt. Yeah, a clear attempt at the Oscars. And Vice, he was Donald Rumsfeld. Oh. And it's well, like, all right, okay, Steve. So, you know. Steve? Right after Vice. So he's like, you know, welcome to Marwin. This is my ticket back. This is my ticket a yeah, back, baby. Back into the big leagues. Welcome to Marwin. More like welcome back, Steve Carell. Yeah. To to the, the big league the big the big leagues. Yep. This was it. This was the movie. That was his year, twenty eighteen. And then you know how he starts this movie? Well, he starts the movie in and a, a, what I assume is a P-51 Mustang is what you're going to talk about. Is that what it is? Uh, I, I feel like I know my World War II planes. I think it's a Mustang. It's a cool-looking plane. Yeah, he starts sure. in a plane. I'll give it that. As a CG toy. He's and this opening CG sequence toy. is five to ten minutes of World War II CG mocap toys. Like, you wouldn't even guess that. That would be the thing that you, the movie starts off with when you watch the trailers. You're like, why is this a CGI animated war movie? Yeah. That already is a problematic tone because it's just like hard to like make a CGI like World War II movie, I think. Like, I just yeah. now realized how weird that is. It's... Unless you're a video game, you know, that's it. Yeah, I, I don't... Oh, boy, where to begin? Where to begin? So his plane his plane's <laughs> being attacked, and then, he, he, of course, he, he it goes down, and uh, it, it just... It's on fire, and he, he, he crash lands, and guess what? Guess what? The fire in, in, in no, flames... Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> no, no, the, what just happened? Yeah, uh, there, there's uh, my my food came in because I don't care. Um, I thought it was gonna be. Uh, I it was no, it's not. Yeah. Uh, the so his shoes are on fire, and you know that's the only thing that was on fire is his shoes. Oh boy! Listen, so, yeah, did you say that his plane crashed because yeah, he got shot plane, down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he crash lands, and and then there's kind of like some weird kind of convoluted plotting that happens where he says that it's basically a reshoot. It's basically a reshoot of some prior scene that he messed up, but clearly it's just to give the audience uh, some kind of context as to 
what is even fucking happening? Where it's like, yeah, this guy gets shot down in World War II. He's a pilot, and he lands in uh, Belgium, right? It's Belgium. Yeah. In a fictional sure. town of Marwin, Marwin Call, whatever it's, you want to call it. That's, so there's a town, Marwin, in Belgium. But there's not. It's revealed later. But that's, right? that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying to us. Yeah. And his shoes are on fire, and you know what you got to do? You gotta take them off. Yeah. And then you, it's revealed that he's oh. a doll at that point. Yeah, you that's right. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then there are Nazis he There's, runs into. And well, well, hold on. You're missing one of the most important oh, points okay, in this yeah, movie, yeah. which would catch anyone off guard if you didn't know anything about uh, Mark. Yeah. Well, like, which was me, which yeah. I was constantly So, like, what did you think off? of, like, when that happened? When he, he finds, like, a, a, a luggage full of women's clothing, and he doesn't have any shoes... So he's like, he finds shoot like a w- woman's oh, like okay, shoes. yeah. You're asking me, okay. So at this point, I thought it was literally just a gag. I thought it was just a a kind of like a fun little laugh of, oh, oh, that's funny. The only shoes he has, it's girl shoes. Are there? That's yeah, why it's, it's so fucking. That's why it's so terrible. I got because you. yeah, yeah. When you have the context of why he wears women's shoes. It does suck it's, in retrospect. It's kind yeah, of yeah. like insensitive to like his situation. That yeah, we would, it, it it's plays played it up. Off. Yeah, it's it's played up for kind of for laughs, and then he run, and then he listen, <laughs> then he runs into the Nazis. We all remember it. We all saw Welcome to Marwin. He runs into the group of Nazis who we find out later are his real life um, attackers who assaulted him and left him for dead. Um, what a movie. What a movie. Because Let me just rub he, my temples he just, quick. he just, like, mentioned that he would wear women's shoes. Yeah, And exactly. they're neo-Nazis, so they don't like, they don't like people, because it, it's perceived that he's, like, a cross-dresser, so obviously they would, these neo-Nazis yeah, exactly. would beat him up because of that. But. So that's why it's, it's kind of messed up that it's yeah, paid yeah. off for, for comedy. Yeah. When he discovers the luck, that's already the first like, the first criticism yeah. that I saw in this movie. I was like, "Don't do this." Listen, Adam, if you paid me a, if you gave me a nickel for every red flag that I had raised during my viewing of this movie, I would be, I'd be able to buy, I mean, a Big Mac at least, and that's saying a Where lot. Where are you Nickels selling these red flags? Much. I mean, listen, go to Etsy. They're on my Etsy store. Yeah, they're they're my Russian Etsy red flags. You can buy them online. Um, But no, it's from the from the get go. I was like, I was just like, what? Okay, this is so bizarre because there's the Nazis and they're about to like kill him for wearing heels. Well, already I feel like I died. Yeah, and that's one of my notes here is that am I dead? while I was watching the movie, because I felt like I died, because none of it seemed real. But uh, It's all CGI. We're still in the CGI Yeah, it's all CGI, it's all toys, but the Nazis are going to kill him, and then all the Nazis get mowed down, and then you just have this, like, brute force squad of, like, six or seven, like, women who are all, like, individual characters. They all have, like, their own, like, specific clothing and, and outfits. They're like they're like G.I. Joe G.I. Joe girls. They're like G.I. Janes. G.I. Janes. You ever saw that movie? Um, no. I heard it was fine. 
I saw that movie so much growing up. We don't have to get into it, but um, why? Why? Listen, my dad was a Marine and he liked G.I. Jane, so he watched it all the time. Demi Moore shaves her I head. Mean, it's I a mean, movie that exists. Demi Moore was like the babe back then, right? Like <laughs> yeah. she was like the yeah. she was the hottest chick back then. She right? was, and she yeah. looked great in De- in uh, I'm saying in Demi Moore in uh, G.I. Jane. She wears the flesh of Demi the, Moore. She, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it's all of these like specific doll figurines gunned down the Nazis. And at this point I was like, oh God, Jesus Christ, what is this going to be? See, if you didn't know anything about Mark, this would confuse the fuck out of you. Yeah, I was confused. I was confused and I was already like, okay. And I knew so, things about Mark, yeah. and I was still like, this is just kind of insensitive, too, at the same time. <laughs> well, you know? it, I kind of never gets out of the realm of being creepy and weird, which I feel like the documentary has probably got a better grasp on the humanity of it. Well, yeah. with the documentary, they don't hold anything back. Like, they let you see how kind of fucked up Mark is. Like, they're not... Okay. They oh, don't frame boy. it to where he's like that's some yeah. halcyon of morality. Yeah, they just let him be who he is, and he's not like like he's he he he's got his dark side like any of any of us, and you see it because he's just so honest. Yeah, he's so, and that's why like I respect about him is that he's just like he he's just so like he's so fucking weird, and he can be creepy, and there's it's very cringy. Yeah, but at least like you just he he. He owns up to who he is. Like it's not, it's not like this movie where it 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 like makes you like you. It's it's like Bobby Z is trying to. It's like yeah, he's kind of weird, but he's like a good guy. You know what I mean? It's like where you yeah. have like a sympathetic. Like it's kind of like it's kind of dirty on how it's done in this movie. Yeah, know? I I think. That tonal balance. I think my biggest issues with it are, as the movie like went along, it wasn't even so like I felt like the movie let him be weird and creepy. Honestly, like th- there are scenes that that are played that way in like the live action mode. I just feel like the thing that threw me off the most was when it goes into his like action figure Marwin reality. Um, those, the tone of those scenes just like completely fucking like bucks up against the reality of everything. You know what I mean? Because it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, he's like this big, brave soldier guy in, in the CG Marwin toy reality. Um, and I just, I just feel like it plays so weird and so fucking awkward against what's actually happening with like a guy who's like suffering a mental break and PTSD and uh, that, like, yeah. Yeah. That's the problem is that when you're all the CGI scenes are excessive played comically when the point of Mark Hogan camp having those toys was a way for therapy for him. Yeah. And if you look at the photos that he actually does, they're so beautiful. Like they're very well done. He's an artist. Like he knows how to take photographs. Mm-hmm. This movie completely ignores all that. Yeah. Like you see a little bit of it, but like 
that was the that was the place of like redemption and therapy for Mark was just taking these very still and like beautiful shots of these toys and showing like these violent scenes and in a way that was still like so beautiful on how he did it. Yeah. yeah. And that's how he would process like his emotions and get through the trauma that he faced. This movie was so fucking bad because it would show those, those moments of him trying to go through therapy via these toys in a way. That's like a fucking like cartoon. That's not what he did in the, when he was, I I almost yeah I mean I I agree with you I as the movie went along I started to like get I think the intent a little more where it's like they're really trying to put you in the mind of what he was thinking about when he was like taking these pictures and like telling this story but even then it kind of all falls apart because it's it's I don't know poorly executed I wanted to say like my notes when the movie started this is mostly from the beginning of like the, the, the entry, like the entrance, the of Marwin and the town and all the, the female characters and everything. I, the, my first note is weird tone. Very first That's note. That's the biggest problem in this movie. I put score. The score doesn't help. I think Silvestri was further proof of my theory that we talked about on multiple episodes of like, a uh, a bad a sign of a bad movie is a really weird score that doesn't know like that's a, a bad score. That's a, the biggest hint. Yeah, yeah. A bad score is a sign of a bad movie because the the music is so I don't know. Like we kind of talked about it on Tenet. Well, I movies feel. are like a song, and if yeah, you should be able to match the cadence of the movie yeah. with a. With music. I, I think of somebody, well, Sylvester's had like incredible scores, but it's like John Williams as a guy who like knows exactly how to match up a score to the movie that he's, he's working with. It helps a lot of times that he worked with Spielberg and Spielberg kind of knows that also. But, um, but yeah, it's like, uh, yeah. So that's the first red flag. It's like when he's crashing and when he's like landing in Marwin with the Nazis, all that, I was like, the score is so fucking weird for this movie. I don't know what it's trying to. I texted you, is this Danny Elf Ramen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very Elfman vibe in this one. Mm. Um, yeah, dude, the, the score for this movie is so bizarre. I kept thinking the whole movie. Um, and then I said, balance of live action and CG is totally out of whack. Uh, I think that's when it jumps. That's got to be after it jumped out of the first CG scene when it introduces it. And then, uh, I mean, yeah, this is kind of the the whole summation of the movie to me, but wants to be a somber meditation on PTSD and a rollicking action adventure. That's why I, yeah. th- I feel like that's the biggest issue of the movie is like, uh, is that I feel like Bobby Z, when he saw the documentary, he saw the potential for him to be able to play with his his mocap toys when he saw Hogan Camp playing with his toys. And he was like, hmm, how can I kind of like make this dramatic and give give some action to this movie with uh, doing what Hogan Camp was doing with his toys? And it's like, no, 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 Bobby Z. Already you're you're in the wrong zone. That's not how you should be approaching a live action version of this, you know? The way I see it, 
is that if I were to bring out my toolbox, my movie toolbox, yeah. you say. Here we go. How, how are we going to fix this movie? Adam's movie toolbox. <laughs> I like that. That's, yeah. Um, let, I, I would, I would probably, if, if we're going to commit to CGI, which is, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I think like if they did the, if they made things more brutal and more real, like, that would maybe it was in this weird like zone of like yeah PG thirteen. Well, it was like it didn't know right. if it wanted to be super violent or it wanted to be like playful. Like fix the tone with the CGI parts, make it more serious. Like even if they're dressed up all silly and stuff, make them like completely serious. Like everyone is cracking jokes all the time. Yeah, and it's like no, let, let's let's keep the tone consistent with his trauma, and also when he's playing with his toys. Because that's what he's doing. Like, it's not like he's, like, joking around when he... When you see the photographs, his actual photographs, like, they're just... They're morbid things. Like, they're not, like... Yeah, because he's working through trauma. Yeah, he's, he's working yeah. through trauma. He's like, working shit out. they showed a little bit of it with a still... It, w- it wasn't actually animated. It was when... Um, uh, his his CGI counterpart or his action figure counterpart was being tortured by Nazis. Yeah, that like, scene was so weird. Yeah, just uh, well, without that, the context. That's what yeah. you needed more of. Yeah, you needed more agree, of like yeah. shit like that to where it was fucking real and him like just working through it. But the problem is, yeah, like you said, like PG-13, like to me it's like scaled down the budget, do some more fucked up stuff, maybe sans the CGI and go with like Maybe even live action. You like know, for stop those motion if you want to get Stop like motion, maybe. Yeah. But I would think even live action might even make more of an impact to where it's like you can relate to these like characters yeah. more so than like this weird like like very like the, the, the color palette was so bright and cartoony and yeah. I was just like I'm not buying this as a as some sort of therapy for his trauma. Yeah. Yeah, I, ju- I just think it is a yeah. I just think it's a total misreading and like misguided attempt to adapt the documentary where it's like, because like I'll I'll say this for Bobby Z, it's like he is a very and we'll get into this more on the upcoming Bobby Z series, which will happen. Um, but he's a he's an insanely earnest and sincere director, where like he he inherently wants to imbue it with a sense of adventure and like uh kind of earnest fun like a, like an old adventure movie or something like it's uh, it's like he that like doesn't work for mark here yeah it doesn't yeah. work for marwin it's like uh it yeah it's like he very he was the um like spielberg was his mentor and like the reason why he got to make back to the future it's like he looked up to him and he was like he helped him out and get his career started and stuff um and it's like those two guys are i think are very similar where um they kind of age in interesting ways where it's like, yeah, he just totally misread what Marwin call was, how to adapt it. And, uh, and, and yeah, it makes for a very uncomfortable viewing experience. Um, once you like, God, we gotta, yeah, we gotta move on. There has to be a better way for him. Like, let's talk about the creepy stuff, right? Yeah. There has to be a better way of communicating how like he used the the women in his life as like the dolls cuz like it yeah. ju- it just didn't really hit correctly when yeah 
it, it, just, did, it, it didn't hit did great, it hit man, great. because it's like... Because, like, you get it, yeah. but also it's like, this is a little weird, and everyone's enabling it. It's a little weird. It, it's yeah. like, yeah, it's... I, I Yeah. As, as soon as all of the kind of, like, dolls show up in that first five, ten minute scene, uh, the red flag to me was like, oh, okay, I know that's Janelle Monet as the doll... I feel like she's going to be a real person. Uh-oh, Bobby Z, what are you doing here? Uh, the alarm started ringing. And uh, yeah, and then and then slowly through the live action parts, you start to like get introduced to, yeah, to like who Janelle Monae's character is. She's like the one-legged like veteran. And then you get like... And you're the, like, oh man, I can't feel bad about this creepiness right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, it's this weird balance where it's like, it, it feels creepy, and then you're introduced to the character, and then you remember like, like, that yeah, it's, he's like that it, that it's a guy yeah. who is like suffering through intense trauma. And it's like, yeah, I get it. But then also Nicole moves in next door. Well, see, see, like in the... In the, in the yeah, give me some context Look, on Nicole and what was happening there. I don't remember that in Marwin Call, but Nicole okay. does play a part because that's it's called Marwin Call, right? I don't remember Nicole that much in the in Marwin Call, but the the way that it, it the the documentary itself was super cringy. Like, I mean, there were some cringy parts in it because it's just like yeah. it's it's fucking weird, you know what he's doing. Yeah. And that's what, I, like I mentioned before, it's like, if you're going to do this, commit to the realistic nature of who this guy is instead of making him like some fairy tale, like, yeah, like hopeless, like, well, very, like this here, this, I don't want to say that he's not a hero. I just want to say like, instead of making him like a traditional hero, you know, he's where he's the like protagonist the protagonist of a story that they're trying to tell. Yeah, the right? underdog story where he yeah. gets beaten up because of a hate crime. Yeah. And he's just a really good person. Yeah. And when you frame it like that, you get the cross section you get the you get the the tonal differences with like well, he's doing this kind of weird stuff and he's he's supposed to be this sweet like guy yeah. and Yeah. I don't know how to feel about this. And it's like, maybe this is how he really was, but also it's just like, it's hard to, it's hard to process. And I wish there was a better yeah. way to like do that in a tonal sense. Cause I think you have to just commit to the cringe part instead of just like, yeah, I know, think, I think trying that's to what, make him like this, uh, empathetic character. Sort of I think thing. that, I think that's what the, the movie needed more of uh because i will like i will say i think like on an individual scene by scene basis i think the movie knows what it's doing like i think a lot of the live action stuff honestly a lot of the live action stuff like with with like i already knew that like uh you know that he hadn't he had uh, just through context, like what people said about the movie, what people said about the documentary, I kind of knew the context of like who Steve Carell is playing. So like all the cringy, like the, in the movie does have a lot of moments that are played for cringiness in the live action segments, but like, God damn, do they butt up against the, the CG action scenes? See, yeah. Like I yeah. think, yeah, because it's, it's like, like the live action stuff is really cringy most of the time. It's like yeah, that Leslie Mann like 
Whoa, boy, tea time boy, shit. yeah, dude. Whoa, let's get into Leslie Whoa. Mann. Okay, yeah, Leslie Mann is Nicole, mm. um, and she she's good in the movie. I she I, does a you know she does her job. Yeah, she 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 yeah she does an admirable job as Nicole, um, as just like a good hearted neighbor who's hot. Yeah, who like moves in? Who Steve Carell immediately likes? He's mm. like creeping on her through, through the th- through the window when she moves in. And uh, boy, I just keep replaying in my head the uh, proposal scene. Oh boy! Holy. And how I wanted to rip, I wanted to rip my eyes out of my head because of how the thing is. The thing is, Bobby Z plays that scene. He's like, okay. This is awkward and so fucking dramatic, and I want I want to play it like an Oscar scene. And it's like, right? Look at the rest of the movie, Bobby. What the fuck are you thinking? Like, you need to balance some scales Which, out here. Yeah, and, and what came first was the CGI part where he does the proposal. Oh boy! And yeah. that's all like, oh no! Like everyone, yeah, you like, just you, know you what's know gonna what's happen gonna because right there's the scene. Where he's like at the doll shop buying dolls from his friend, uh, Mer- uh, what's her name? Meredith Weaver, I think is the actress's name. Great actress. Um, who's like the doll lady. He goes and buys dolls and mm. um, he gets he gets a, a doll that looks, boy, does she look exactly like Leslie Mann, right? Um, and then, yeah, and then like his fictional Marwin self falls in love with her and they have like a... Uh, old school, like 50s, 60s, like adventure romance. And he like proposes to her and he's like, you love tea. You love tea houses. I built you a tea house. And it's like a tea It's cup. a literal tea house. And it's cute. Mm-hmm. And and then uh, he gives her a purple heart. A purple heart. That a little purple heart that he bought at the store. A little purple heart he bought at the store. Because he can't afford a ring, and he can't find a ring, because it's World War II. It's, it's World, World War II, II. Belgium, where you got a ring. And then we got a hard cut to uh, Steve Carell proposing to Nicole, who he barely knows. Barely uh, knows. And, and, it, and it goes exactly the way you think. Yeah. She, yeah, did, Bobby Z does this wide angle. Yeah, dude, it's just <laughs> this wide where it's, it's like so, it's there's so, so yeah. much there's so much volume, like so much negative space in the shot where you yeah. just feel like this is this is real awkward. Yeah, he sh- like, yeah he shoots it like a goddamn like a Joe Wright fucking like like we're what's that movie what? with uh, Kira Knightley and. Uh, McAvoy. I don't know why that's the movie I picked, but the, like, the World War One movie. Uh, but he, he shoots it <laughs> like it's a goddamn, yeah, like an Oscar drama. Well, what he should have done is done close-ups, honestly. Like, get the actual emotions of these people going through this, like, situation. Yeah, that, you know what you're I mean? putting a Band-Aid on a broken arm at this yeah, point. Yeah. Like, it's, it's well, already... <laughs> because if it's going to be cringy, let us see the... The sadness in him. Let's see the awkwardness and like the sympathy that Leslie Mann, ca- Leslie Mann's character does. Yeah. Instead of doing this wide where you're like, oh, you just see everything. You just know it's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like, she's like, I think, yeah, our, There's a our big relationship mis- isn't what you think it. No, yeah, he and said, then she this walks is away. the, fu- this is the fucking line. Hold oh, on. you wrote it down. I wrote it down. It's so, I think that, 
the, the, listen, there's it's a dynamic process watching this movie. I think Carell is good look, in look. like most of this movie. I this think is, Carell is good at what he's asked to do. He does his job. Yeah. He does. The, the line that she says, because it's so funny to me. Sorry if this has been one big misunderstanding. You're right, Leslie Mann. This whole yeah. movie is a big And that's when mis- she walked off set, <laughs> grabbed a fucking <laughs> bottle of vodka, and just fucking just went black out until the next shooting day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no. And then Steve Carell is like sitting there holding his real life purple heart that he bought to propose to real life Leslie Mann. <laughs> and I'm just like, in my, my mind is screaming and I'm just like, oh, I'd want to die. And, and uh, it's like, and okay, name, I fucking, think... Uh, what's his name? The director I hate. Uh, he's, she's married to him, right? Oh, yeah, Judd Apatow. Yeah, Judd Apatow shows up. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like... To be like, let's go shoot a, a better Steve, movie than Steve, this. Steve, come on back, Steve. We're going to oh, do four. Boy, Steve, we're going to do 50 year old version for 50 year old. Just do it. Go. <laughs> Apatow. Let's just, let's just save Carell, for God's sake. Just Apatow. Neg- just negate the fact that he got laid in 40 year old version. Yeah. It was a dream sequence. It was a dream sequence. Which He's, is what it was, kind of, in that movie, if you remember. And he wasn't actually 40 years old in that movie, right? He I had, feel like he was probably close. He was probably early 40s. Because he's like 50-something now. Huh. Yeah. Uh, he's one of those guys that ages great. Like, he has the salt and pepper hair and all that stuff. But, mm. uh, but yeah, that scene... That, that's the scene where I was like, okay, this scene in a bubble, I think, is good. But every other thing happening in the movie does not support what's happening in this scene. Yeah. Does that make sense? Because it's like Corell is playing it so dramatic and he's like, he's like being still and he's like holding the purple heart and you're like, oh man, this guy is fucked up. This guy's like really broken. But it's like, I just watched basically uh, Tintin 2 for like 30 minutes of the prior <laughs> movie. And it's like, that doesn't a, yeah, mesh. That, doesn't make that was sense. also, I want to plug now. Get Bobby Z to just make Tintin 2. Just make Tintin. Yeah, I know Peter Jackson was going to do it. Just get Bobby Z to do it. He loves his toys. He loves his mocap. See, like, I, look, I get, I get the intent of what, like, I get, I get what yeah. is supposed to be conveyed That's is that my he, takeaway, yeah. he, you know, he's in his fantasy world and he wants him and Nicole to, like, be together. And I get that. Yeah. It's just the execution of like this fucking this CGI shit, this C, this Toy Story fucking shit. Yeah, it ruins it ruins it. Yeah, I I just don't I just don't even know if there is a a way to do this. I don't know if there's a way to do it in a like a, not uh, what's the word like a like a li- like a remake like a remade version of a documentary i just don't think there is yeah because it's like that's why documentaries exist so that you can like portray a complex person and have some kind of an understanding of of who they are at the end of it and it's like when you're trying to yeah when you turn that into a whatever this is it's it's hashtag brave listen (laughs) 
Bobby Z, Bobby Brave. Bobby. I, like it. <laughs> I just, I because like I'm racking my brain on like how I could have done that part, and I just don't know. I think I think I think if you just did Sans the CGI and you had like these, make like, like war this, sequences. Like, well, I mean, like with that, like let's let's stick with the the proposal. Like with that, make it a beautiful like still photo of like them together and him like fucking meticulously like messing with the dolls to make this like pristine beautiful like scene in the tea house like like have there's no this is it this is the key okay there's no relationship really with with mark and his dolls throughout the movie like yeah, you need to yeah. have that connection with them. Like there's some shit going on, but like I rather have like these it's all long superficial sequences. connections. Yeah, it's like it's like you see the in a in a sequence that mm. blew me away, and I rewound to watch it again because I was just flabbergasted. Yeah, a scene when his doll self turns into live action. Steve Carell when he's at the diner. Or oh, whatever. that was fucking. Scary. And I was like, "Whoa, was what fucking, the fuck is this?" That I, was yeah. jarring as fuck. Yeah, it's yeah. really weird. Um, but yeah, what I mean is like him, like putting a, so much effort and his heart, like into like into making them together. That would have been a more appropriate tone. Yeah, because then you could see like his eagerness and his emotion about like him and Nicole being together instead of this weird fucking like CGI thing. Cause then you have the connection between the dolls and the, and him. That's the yeah. thing that lacks in this movie is that you don't have the connection with dolls and him. They're all, it's all yeah. separated. There's very, there's very superficial like connections to the dolls. Like he, yeah. he did do that. Like he had like the little rod where he, you know, he walked with them all the time. I figured that, yeah. But like, but yeah, it's you have more. It's of an all just like I know that's uh, that's Wendy. You used to work at the place, and that's like all you get. Or yeah. like, oh, that's uh, Eliza, Eliza Gonzalez. Yeah, the, Eliza, the, the beautiful actress from, from uh, Baby, uh, Driver. Baby Driver. Yeah, and I was really it's sad like, to oh, see her. that's the same outfit that the doll was wearing. Oh, like okay. I, I was sad to see her in this movie because I like her, and then I was sad to see uh, Game of Thrones night. Yeah, Gwendolyn as Gwendolyn. Like, yeah, I got your medications like, and your bread and your Bobby C. Did you approve this this <laughs> extreme like? Yeah. It's well, and that's oh that's what's God. so funny because it's like that is a, a a director trademark, a signature move, if you will, is like Bobby Z is a guy who, in many of his best movies, has people just totally amplifying and totally hamming up yeah. performances. It's like, um, yeah, it's like I I rewatched like the Back to the Futures, all fucking huge like hammy big performances i rewatched fucking uh roger rabbit which is a masterpiece by the way but is like it it just has all of these dialed up almost like live action uh actors playing cartoon character performances and it just feels like he's like getting back into that groove and it's like no 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 man not what you that's not the zone for this that's not the movie um yeah so it just feels like a total miscalculation of like what he wanted to do Versus, like, what the material needed, you know? Yeah. Um, well, it's not yeah. like... It's not like Mark had done comedic toy th- shit again. Yeah. 
He did like serious <laughs> fucking war scenes. Yeah, he did like Saving Private Ryan when this is trying to do. Yeah, Indiana like you Jones. see a shot. <laughs> like that was a real shot that he had. The one with the soldier on his back. You know, at the end where he was at the exhibit, and that that was like his most famous like shot is the. Oh. Like a soldier was carrying like another soldier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that yeah. was like that was that's that that's a great photo. Like it's an amazing photo. Yeah, I'm gonna and look up his photography su- now because I'm, yeah. I'm super curious about it's the guy. It's really yeah. amazing. Yeah. And you don't get any. You don't get that shit in this fucking movie. Yeah. Like what? You you, you get like you get. You get Sailor Moon Squad with guns, and then Sailor Moon Squad, and then you get yeah. you get Steve Carell. I don't know, just <laughs> just, just like all of the down. scenes. Yeah, yeah. I I really just feel like it's all like the, the mocap fucking, CG yeah. scenes of like them in the bar and them hanging out, and I'm just like, I don't know who these people are, hmm. and literally all like the only payoff that that gives you the setup of like who are all these women are like. Oh, that's who. Great. Okay. Well, what the? What is that? Per, why is he doing this the, to them? These like, women helped him in his life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, which, yeah. which, which, and I think it's unintentional. The creepiness. I th- uh, most of it in this yeah. movie, but it's like the way it plays is like this. This guy with brain damage, uh, like, is putting all these like women in like. Uh, cute outfits and like yeah, and some of them super naked. hot yeah yeah like yeah. some of it like why why does why does she not have a, t- a, a top bra. on Again, yeah the yeah. the one uh, it's played up all comedically like yeah it's like played it's all like this weird total and then like, and then we get the shoes yeah yeah i don't know if we should talk about the shoes but he has a shoe collection y'all and it's all female shoes yeah and it's like uh and as and the movie true. went along, I was like, okay, so this, this is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the guy, you know, liked wearing heels and stuff, and that's cool, and that's whatever. But it's like, the, the way that it's like kind of played out as like this like mystery reveal yeah, is like kind of weird and gross, Yeah, I think. Because he has know. an obsession. Like, it, it's clear, like, this man has an obsession, an unhealthy obsession about women's shoes. Yeah, he had over 100 pairs of, of yeah, heels and, and stuff. Yeah, Like, I mean, it's not the worst thing in existence, but it's not, like, the healthiest thing either. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah, yeah. And it's played off as, like, oh, <laughs> well, he's got all these women's shoes. What a silly guy. Yeah. That's not how this should been played off. For sure, yeah. You know, it should have been like he's well, kind of like sick. You it know? was. It's just so weird. It's like the movie. Yeah, it doesn't. They don't know what they were doing because it's like it was doing that for a while, and then you have the scene with him and Leslie Mann where he's talking about like I just I just like uh, I just like the essence. I just like I just like, uh, mm. and he's like he's like pouring his soul out. Yeah, about like how he just likes uh, he doesn't cross dress, but he he just likes wearing women's shoes. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, what is this movie now? Like, what? Yeah, are, what are, are you doing now? It, it just seems like they popped that in just because it was the a real part of his life, as opposed yeah. to actually exploring that idea of it. They threw it away with his his lines about the essence. Just, that's that, that's it. You know, it's like, all right, I like because I like feeling the essence of other women and that's yeah. it. And then it's cut off there and then we move on with our lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. And until the end when he's like, he's got the heels on at the art exhibit. 
And that's supposed to be like a a like Some an, like, arc yeah, an arc complete, complete where it's yeah. like he put the guys away. He said when he needed to at the at the hearing. And now he's and now he is himself. To, yeah. And uh, oh, cool. I, I I don't know, man. It's okay. I I we got to bring up the most perplexing elements of the movie. Oh yeah. And I'm wondering if you can add some context to. It's been a while, so I'll try, yeah. Deja. What the fuck is oh. Deja? What is the purpose of Deja? The thing is, what like, is Deja was a huge part in the documentary from what I really? recall. Really? Okay. She's a huge part. Because to me, when I was watching it this time, I was like, this feels like it could have been a Bobby Z edition of, like, we need a plot driver no, for the she story. was real. Okay. And... I feel like she was just a woman, like an actual, like an ex or something. Okay. Like I think, and, and the reason why like he was so attached to her was because like, it's like she, he never wanted to like, he didn't want to, he didn't want to betray his fidelity to her or something. Okay. It was something weird. And the way that like, that's why it's just like when you watch the documentary, you're like, well, this is strange because like, yeah. I mean, I get it, but the way that he... <laughs> was it similar to the movie? Because the movie... It is similar okay. in some ways. Because, because it was, there was so a, odd to me. There and was I, yeah. a time machine that he wow. used in real, but it wasn't a fucking back to... Del- <laughs> I was pissed off when I saw that DeLorean. <laughs> I was like, fuck that off. Was, that was Bobby Z having fun in this fun no, movie about a man with PTSD. Mark actually made like this elaborate fucking set, time machine set for, for Deja. And like, wow. because it was Holy a way shit. for him to like, he has to go in time to like get rid of his like obsession with her or something. Yeah. 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 And I've, Deja is important. I just, I just don't really like, well, I guess, I don't know. It was f- Listen. Go my, ahead. Yeah, I want to see what you yeah, do. Yeah, because almost the entire, I'll just say the entirety of my Kruger, viewing. By the way. It is Diane Kruger yeah. from Inglorious Bastards and Turtle Tobs, uh, classic duology, soon-to-be trilogy, uh, National Treasure, um, oh, Diane, yeah, Kruger. Diane Kruger. Um, my, the entire <laughs> viewing duology. of... That's good. Uh <laughs> Of this movie, I was because she shows up early, and I'm like, okay, what's going on here? He has his dolls. I think they're all real people, but then he has this like mystical fairy Austrian doll that it that he keeps that's in a she, clock, she, and she's the one that's supposed to keep it in, you know, because that's the mystery. Like she's the one that keeps it in the movie because she. Yeah. That's why it was being portrayed. In the yeah, exactly. Like, who's this mysterious woman? We all know who the who the other is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I was, I was, I kept being like, okay, is this going to be a real, a real person? And then she starts talking about the time machine, and then it's a DeLorean. And I was like, what? Okay, I lost the fucking thread here. I don't know what's. I don't know what her purpose is. That's the problem. Is that like when you that whole sequence with the time machine? There was no real Hogan camp in there. Yeah. You have to it's, have it's Hogan Bobby camp. It's all Bobby Z having fun. It's yeah. all a set piece. It doesn't make fucking sense because you have no con- context. 
in the real world on how Hogan camp is like processing it. And like, this is his way of yeah. getting rid of it. Yeah. I, know, I had no grasp. It of was that just a fucking set piece. Yeah. Going crazy. It, it literally, the way that it plays and, and this is like, yeah, fresh off of watching all, dude, I was all on my phone that whole time. Cause I was like, this is, yeah, not, I was just like, yeah. Okay. Okay. Having just watched all three Back to the Futures, Bobby Z, I feel like you are just fucking like, you are just like in pure nostalgia land now. Like you just want to have some like weird time travel, like set piece fun, which doesn't make sense for what's happening. I was like, yeah, because you, you you don't have any you don't have any context on what happened in real life. With yeah. Hogan. You have to, because no one knows if you didn't see the fucking documentary. Yeah, exactly. You have to and explain then, it. And then it's revealed. <laughs> let, let me try to yeah. track this Inception style. Let me, <laughs> let me jump back through the layers yeah, yeah, yeah. of what the reveals are. Deja's sitting in the DeLorean time machine about to jump to the future. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Marwin Mark is... Like trying to kill the Nazis, but they keep coming back to life. He like pulls her arm and realizes that she has the same Nazi tattoo as yeah. the main guy who like beat him almost to death. He's like, "Oh, you are. Oh, you you were a, a spy all along. Yeah, you didn't want me to get better. You wanted me to and to." She, and she yeah. uses a big metaphor for the drugs that he's been for taking. the pills. Yeah, I don't yeah. recall. Like, I don't know if I don't Marwin call if. Uh, that was a stupid it joke. Feels if, like, if that was like, because like I get it that he's yeah. expressing like his his like addiction to the pills via her. I mean that's I'm I don't know if that was it might have been what was in the documentary, but I don't remember, so I don't quote me on that. But yeah, I mean I like that idea. I like it. Yeah, it's sure. just it's, it's yeah. just the way that it's done. It's yeah, just the execution so of it because it even dirty, has yeah. it even has the fucking DeLorean Back to the Future. It's so uh, fucking, fucking like fire whatever yeah. shit. And I was just like, oh, like we're talking me. about a guy who is mentally ill taking pills for his brain damage, and you're gonna, yeah. <laughs> You're going to have it be a Diane Kruger Nazi fairy in a time machine. If people haven't seen this movie and they're listening, I hope that they're in an What's insane the SEO asylum. on this one? Not, Nazi time machine? Not, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Diane Kruger in blue hair. Yeah, it's so oh weird. It's so fucking weird. I don't know where else to go with that other than to say... That was one of the most... Like, I was already flabbergasted with a lot of scenes in this movie, but that was... That really... That real na- nailed it in the, for, on the coffin for me. Was that insanity? Yeah. Listen, I was perusing... <laughs> this is kind of a... Perusing. This is kind of a me pivoting to another thing. Yeah. I was perusing the Wikipedia page for the film Welcome to Marwin, okay. of which we're talking about yeah. today. And I found this little nugget of information that I just found kind of interesting. Yeah. The director's wife, Leslie Zemeckis, was Mm. cast in the film. Really? She plays an actress in a pornographic film that Hogan Camp watches and her? her Marwin counterpart. 
That's Bobby Z's wife. We got that's Bobby Z's wife. That's Bobby Z's wife. Hey, hey. you can Bobby pick him, Bobby. Hey, guy's got money. Got that BTF money. That's also I think I remember that from the documentaries that he he had so much porn. He had like a lot of porn. <laughs> I think that was a thing. Which and that's so, why it's just like it's funny that he yeah. just like kind of you know does a little cute little thing no, where it's like. And, yeah, that was one of the yeah. things when watching the movie. That was another one of those like idiosyncratic, yeah. specific, messy, real life human things where, like, yeah, where he's like watching porn. And I was like, and like whoa, what, what the fuck? Okay, that, okay, we're in this movie now. Okay. <laughs> the thing is, like, and either, then I realized either... she's the French lady in Marwin. That's so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that's right. God. The thing is, like, either exclude that or. Make it a or plot make the component. Movie darker. Yeah, yeah make just, it or make it rated R and like commit to it because it's just like people are just gonna see that like why is he watching porn right now? Like yeah. what is this? Like where did this come from? Yeah, and it just adds to the weirdness of like his overall like. Yeah, because it yeah. it add it for me it added to what I think was unintentional. Like I I I think they had the best intentions of like we respect this guy we want to tell this guy's story right. It added to this unintentional thing that was happening in the movie of like making the guy a creep, making the guy right? weird. Because like you have that scene, you have like the the porn, and then you're like, okay, so he's like putting the porn star into his his fictional uh, action figure town. Okay, okay, all right. Well, like, got to keep in mind this guy. Has like uh, has brain I guess, damage. I guess it's like, you know? what are you trying to say here, Z? Yeah, what are you trying to say? Yeah, here? are you just trying to, back to? If are, are you trying to are you trying to make a, a a portrait of a man, or are you trying to say a redemption story? Are you yeah. trying to say a story getting over your fears, going through your trauma? And I think he just meshed it all in. And didn't know the connective tissue between all of them. Yeah. Because they all do connect, but the way that they connect in this movie is via CGI bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> God, a quote that I wrote down during the yeah. CGI bullshit that I just, I just, it stuck out so much that I had to write it down is when Steve Carell, in all his, his improv trained dramatic glory, says i cannot leave one of nicole's heels with a nazi and i was just like what what movie would that quote appear in and the movie be good what is happening here what's going on uh quentin tarantino film that's true that is fair because that happened yeah kind of diane kruger she lost her shoe and Nazi that. feet if movies. The, if, if Whoa, it, that's kind of hilarious. That's kind of a double feature, huh? Double Mar- feet, a Marva. Or sure, Jesus God, Christ. we're just we're just rocking and rolling here. Yeah, I, I, listen, <laughs> a, a welcome to Marwin and Glorious Bastards double feature, <laughs> featuring her feet, her feet only. Diane Kruger. I mean, I watched that. Listen, she's got good feet. <laughs> she's um, got good. Okay, another idea I had, and we can start wrapping up uh, yeah, soon yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. But uh, a, another, and listen, this would have been disrespectful, I think, to Mark. Uh, what's his Mark Hogan Camp? Hogan Camp. It it would have been disrespectful, but 
about halfway through the movie, I thought this should have been a horror movie. Because I think you could do a lot with the tropes of horror. You could do a lot with psychological horror of what this guy was going through. And listen, I already said it twice. It would have been disrespectful. But I think like you could have, I think, more accurately portrayed the horrors that this guy went through if you portrayed it all. And I think this is kind of what you were saying, too, where like up the violence, make it more raw. I don't like, think it would be that disrespectful. I mean, yeah, I would run I would yeah. run and buy him and see what he thought before doing it. Like the yeah. actual guy. But it's like the the I mean he let this jump. happen, so I guess he'll be he would be fine with that. Listen, I mean it's basically <laughs> a horror movie as is, right? Yeah, right, right. Um but yeah, I just think like executing it as like this kind of like shining esque <laughs> this like like losing your grasp on reality psychological horror thing could have been really interesting. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They did. I mean, Bobby did a little bit, you know, kind of, I think, I think where the That's, movie yeah. shines, <laughs> shines, um, yeah, is, yeah. is when there's the conflation of realities between his, uh, his toys. That's and what him. gave me the idea. That yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. Like when those he scenes sees are his good. toy self on the couch yeah. and it's like, Oh, okay. There's like psychological. Yeah. There should have been more of that. Like the court scene where there's a battle. Like I like that. And I like I like when he is uh, on the ground and you know, there's just gunfire going off. Like I like that because you have the connection between the dolls and him. Yeah. Instead, like that's where he should have committed his time to. You know, that sort of stuff. But and those were probably two scenes out of well, and then there was a weird like the weird face on face thing which was the one that you mentioned yeah well that scene plays like a horror movie and that's i and think maybe what maybe the idea yeah, first, first yeah, off yeah maybe just keep doing that that would have been interesting <laughs> you know i don't know like if he's weird yeah. make it weird you know make it fucking weird yeah you know don't yeah. don't, don't don't try to don't be an oscar to, yeah don't try shit. to like settle into your comfortable like 80s adventure movie Mm-hmm. modes it's like that you need a a more nuanced touch yeah and it's yeah. like i don't i don't think zemeckis is the nuanced touch guy yeah and it's like he has great strengths it's like he's a he can be a very cartoonish who do you think, who do you, like who do you think could visual... have done this oh man i feel like i had an idea of like who could have who could have uh, had this sort of thing you i i i understand you know what? The, what spike jones I could see Spike. Jones I think Spike though. Jones could have yeah. done this story justice. I think. Yeah, I think he has a good grasp on um, handling like weird, creep, like yeah, like cringy stuff. Yeah. Uh, adaptation. I think of. I think of uh, uh, being John Malkovich. Yeah, even I, where I, the oddly, wild things that's are. A weird comparison. Where the right? wild things are is like yeah, one of the fucking biggest true. things that did that successfully. Yeah, because it wasn't CG. It was like he was the kid was there. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's exactly. Like, you can have the sort of like you almost need to do yeah you almost need, need to, to treat it like that and yeah. then the reveal is almost like a wizard of oz esque reveal of like oh these were real people bam credits you know what i mean where it's like you I experience almost feel a like whole, yeah you would just yeah it, that man, might be the better i think that version. i think that would've been an interesting movie like just have it all like don't even know about his real life and that's yeah. what that, that's what drew you in into the documentary is that you didn't know that he got beat up by these Nazis. Yeah, you didn't know. 
Yeah. Until like later on, like this movie like trickles end. it out in a. I don't know. I, I too think awkwardly. It, it's yeah. like, I guess. Yeah. If if you say like, it was. It, yeah. It was the execution of it was too poor. Where I got the idea very early on that he mm. was. Like something happened. To him. Yeah, something bad. Like he was hit and yeah. fucking the shit. Yeah, he got the shit beat out of him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like if you just had like if he just committed the whole CGI story and not even had any sort of like real world stuff, and then have the real world stuff at the very end and wrap it all up and make you yeah. make sense of it, I think it would have been a more effective movie, maybe. Yeah, I think so too. I just think that's also kind of I think to do that also is to ignore a lot of like his actual life too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I think it's an inherently like flawed concept to be like, let's turn this guy's, uh, story into a, a, like a dramatized movie. Mm -hmm. It's like, you don't have to do that for everything. Like it doesn't always work, you know? Yeah. It's like knowing your medium sort of thing. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I, I haven't seen this either, but Mm -hmm. we were talking JGL earlier, but I was thinking about, uh, the Snowden movie, which I heard nothing about. Yeah. But it's like, you already have Citizen Four. You don't need Snowden. It's like, Citizen Four is like the best version of telling the Snowden story. Mm. I don't think you need JGL to put on a funny fucking voice again and like... And be a nerd have who him. can solve Rubik's Cubes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's like let each story live in the place that it's told best and I don't think you need to... Hey, money, baby! Money, baby! Yeah, that's just Hollywood. I don't know. Let's let's do final thoughts. Let's wrap it up yeah, on uh, Bobby Z's Marwin. What, am I, am I up? Uh, I'll go first. Um... <laughs> Okay, yeah. yeah, I mean, having no context of uh, of the documentary Marwin Call, this was a really bizarre watch for sure. Um, I think we already like summarized a lot of the issues that we have with it, with like uh, the complete tonal mismatch of I think what Bobby Z wanted to do with all of the CG kind of Marwin action scenes, where it felt. Like, truly to me, when I was watching those scenes, I was like, have Bobby Z do a Tintin movie. That'll be a fucking blast. He likes doing that shit, clearly. But, man, does it not fit in this movie. This, like, this kind of, like, uh, uh, yeah, just, like, slow, dramatic representation of this guy who was, who has PTSD, who was, like, severely beaten by, uh, I guess neo Nazis in a, in a bar for saying that he wears heels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it just it's it just it just doesn't it just doesn't work the execution of it. And it's like Carell, I think, does his best. Like he has a scene where he like breaks down crying near the end. That I was like, he's really given it his best. He's like selling me on uh, what Mark Ho- Hogan Camp yeah uh, is feeling. Uh, but yeah, it's just in, a, in an inherently flawed movie that doesn't really work. I mean, that's, yeah, that's my, my, I want to hear your, uh, let's do the cooking metaphor. What would, how would you, how would you describe this in, in, in oh, like a, boy. A... cooking metaphor? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This cooking is... reviews. Yeah. I like this segment. <sighs> I'm trying. Okay. What is uh Bobby Z is your chef today and Bobby uh, Z in the kitchen. Chef Z. <laughs> chef Z. Bob uh, Chef Z. He's making his meatball day. <laughs> yeah. 
It's this is a good meatball day, dude. Oh boy, I don't know. Okay, because the 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 metaphor oh that I'm trying God. to take away here yeah, is yeah. that Bobby Z saw like a beautiful painting in like in like an art museum. He saw a beautiful painting and he was yeah. like, I, "I'm so inspired by this painting. Hmm. I I feel just like emotionally profound from this painting. I'm gonna channel this into." A beautiful dish. Can, can, can I put, can I put it in a different way? Yes, yes, please. You're already he, gonna one up me. No, no, Bobby Z. He went to this hole in the wall, like restaurant, and they they make like this real, they make this real delicious like food. And it's fucking real. Like you know, it's from someone who's like <laughs> who's local, and like they don't fucking. This is already yeah. You know I what know I mean? Because it's a yeah, documentary. Yeah. Like they they make something that's just like. It's real and it's just like it's raw, it's, it's authentic. Cringic. Yeah, and it's like you know it's not designed for everybody. The cook is drinking tequila in the back. Yeah, the fucking the the kitchen looks like shit, but you eat the food and you're like, holy fuck, this is a revelation. this really fucking this food hits me. You know, yeah, like it's, yeah. I don't know, like it, it's it it's so it's just so raw. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then you're like. And Bobby Z went to that restaurant. And was like, I that, I want to do that. Yeah, I want to. <laughs> I want to <laughs> listen. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Go, I'm yeah, gonna go, go off of what yeah, you yeah, just introduced. Yeah. Bobby Z <laughs> is the the kitchen chef for like corporate. the head chef of for Hollywood. A Chili's, a good <laughs> Chili's. Listen, a great Chili's. We all love Chili's, okay? Oh my God. That's maybe uh, what's a better restaurant than Chili's? He's better than Chili's. Cheddar's, I don't know. Um, no, Cheddar sucks. No, um, I like Cheddar's. It's what's fine. a better, uh, better chain of uh, fuck? What Longhorn steak? I don't know. I think salt chili, grass. I think I think chilies is good. Fine, chilies. Okay, chili's he's chilies now. At everyone, this point, everyone loves going. To chilies, Listen, Bobby man. Z, you were a salt grass. You're chilies now, chief. <laughs> You're all right, chilies. but okay, he's yeah. He goes to that place and he has just oh a God. like a revolutionary meal. It changes his life. He's like, I need to channel this. I I listen. I know I'm a chilies. I know I have. And he has corporate telling him like, "Hey, you better." Exactly. Of course, he's Bobby Z. He, you better he fucking has, make a meal yeah. that's palatable for exactly. for for Pete for thirteen years old and up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen, these are the four quadrants you got to hit, Bobby Z, with your dish at our Chili's. Uh, so he takes it back to the Chili's and he goes into the the kitchen and he's like, "Listen, I want I want to do what they did." Yeah. And I'm going to explain to you what I experienced. You're not going to taste it, but you're just going to, I'm going to tell you what I experienced. <laughs> and we're going to recreate it. Yeah. And here it is. And you have to use the ingredients you got in the kitchen. That's it. Yeah. We're not going out. In we're a Chili's kitchen, you got to walk into the Chili's freezer, <laughs> get what they have. Oh, my God. Um, Why is this so good? This is so I, this good. Is so, <laughs> you, the food metaphor, man, is going to be... This is a staple. Now. Yeah. I, I know we haven't said it in stone, but like the food thing, <laughs> yeah. every episode from now on. Every episode. Every, from I'm now. doing the Trump hands now. Yeah. Uh, every episode from now on is, is movie. Is, is we got to call it metaphors. a segment. There has to be a name. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll brainstorm it. We'll, Fuck yeah, it. We'll yeah, come yeah, up with yeah. something good. <laughs> Clever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that's it. I think that's it. And then he, 
you, and then you get it at Chili's, and you're like, this is weird. Yeah, like you have like all these dishes that don't go well together. Yeah. Like you get just, like a weird experimental like uh, menu item that Chili's is trying out, and you're yeah. like, "Yeah, let me try out the 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 Chili's Tex Mex sampler platter. Let me let me let me see that." And then you platter. eat it, and you're like, "There's some good stuff here, but this is really odd and doesn't work together." Like when when you taste it, it's like this is a very there's a lot of conflicting flavors going on here. Yeah. It they don't mesh well together at all. Each flavor is good on its own. Yeah, but you have to eat it together. That's this yeah. movie. You have to eat it together. And yeah, and the, sh- like, the chef was not- ambitious. Yeah, but it feels like he was inspired by something else. And it's disgusting. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is so insensitive and, and a disgusting. little and a little bit misogynistic and maybe <laughs> ins- and insensitive to. Uh, yeah. Like women like eat it and they're like, this is a little massage. This, this dish, I feel like it doesn't respect my my rights. <laughs> yeah, as they eat their their Tex Mex platter, that's good. What a better, what a great note to to leave off on. Yeah, uh, you well, you didn't say your your final thoughts. Yeah, Did I mean, you, there's, really? there's not much. I mean, it would just be a summary of what I already said. Like, the movie's awful. Um, I think. <laughs> I think I it's it's look, hard for me to say this movie is awful. It's awful and I'll, I'll double watch it Marvin Colin will will reassess. Yes, it yeah. is awful. I'm just so it confused. is inconsiderate. It's confusing. The tonal shifting is so bad. The score is awful. The framings are are weird sometimes. Um the CGI is so un- uncanny valley. Um I'll mention what I what I told you on the text where it was like, Oh, our text. Yeah. Our text. Oh, maybe man. just, maybe just read the, the ch- a bit of a chain of that. Text. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll read the chain. I'll read the whole chain. Okay. All right. You want me to start from me or you? Oh, I'll read me. I'll read me. Let's, let's go ahead and just do it. Do yeah, it that it, way. It's actually, it's pretty funny. I feel like it's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, am I first? Yeah, you're first. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Oh boy. Oh, we go, we go back. We okay. go back. Yeah. You do it. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm yeah. going to read me. Okay. Yeah. Going to watch Mar... God damn it. I already <laughs> fucked it up. Going to watch Marwin. Two crying emojis. Uh, asterisk Zemeckis watching Tintin and asterisk. What if I make this but a nightmare? I'm in disbelief. This is so misguided. It's just rapid fire. And I just show like those two eyes. The, the two like, eyes yeah. looking to the side. Yeah. This is a very hard movie to dismiss. I'll give it that. Gonna have a lot to talk about. He said, then later on, when I finally got, yeah, yeah. got to it, just booted it up. Why is it close to two hours long? I stopped for the night, LOL. Got like 30 minutes left for tomorrow. Already is it Danny Elf Ramen? You know, I saw this incorrect <laughs> autocorrect, but I liked it better. LOL. Silvestri gave Zemeckis some real wacky scores, man. This is nuts. This is already crazy. Keep an eye on that tone, fam. LMAO. What the fuck? It's so fucking bizarre. What the fuck it all caps now? I've seen the documentary, so I have some context, but this is bad, man. I'm interested to hear some of that context for sure. 
Dude, absolutely fuck this movie, and it hasn't been 10 minutes. I looked. It's at 7. LMAO, I feel like it settles into a more palatable groove, TBH. We'll see oh, how it God. ends, How though. do you feel I about was, that text? I, uh, yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> and then, like, 8 from you right now. Yeah. I had rapid-fire texts because I was getting mad. Uh, Game of Thrones night is here, and she is off. I'll be, I feel so bad for her. I really like her, too. Dude, what the fuck? I am so confused. This movie... Is a war crime. I don't regret that. <laughs> it's like Bartha's character in Jiggly had his own fucking movie. Now that <laughs> that's my that's I my said review. I said holy shit that's an amazing comparison. Save that for tomorrow. That is very good. Mm. This movie feels like uh, Justin Bartha. He of um, <laughs> infamous. What's the Tabasco fucking prison? Sauce. What's the prison that they put terrorists in for a while? Oh, fucking the Supermax? The, the Supermax. Guantanamo. Guantan- he, he's in Gitmo. He of, that's the joke I was making. Yeah. Him of Guantanamo fame. Um, yeah. That it's, we it's should put Bobby Z in, in, Git, in Gitmo. In Gitmo. Maybe. <laughs> Jury's out. We'll Jury's see. <laughs> or is there a jury? Um, that's yeah, funny. I said save it for tomorrow. Back to you. This is one of the most painful movies I've ever seen. I've seen some fucked up stuff. Sorry if this has been one big misunderstanding. You got that right, Leslie, man. <laughs> Mr. Zemeckis, I'm here to escort you to prison, sir. <laughs> Asterisk back in time by Huey Lewis and the New Stars. Because, <laughs> like, that's what I wanted to... F- and that's so funny that I said that, because then that, that was before the DeLorean Yeah, scene. that was before the, yeah, the jerk-off-y Back to the Future <laughs> sequence. For all the shit critics get for people, I can't help but think they're heroes when they have have to watch or review slogs like this. And then I say, See, rather is, controversially, yeah, it's a very controversial. Hmm, we might have different takes on this one, LOL. Still got to finish it, though. I hadn't finished it. I did today, See, and I was... Yeah. I just, yeah, because I was in disbelief when you said that. And then I think that's the end of it. Try to watch Margaret and Call before the documentary. Then the DeLorean scene comes up, <laughs> and I was like, did fucking Zemeckis just masturbate in front of me with that DeLorean? And I was like, he did have a time machine in real life with his dolls, but not a fucking DeLorean. Oh, I didn't. I guess I didn't read that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, about it, yeah. yeah, on the podcast we talked about it on the damn. Yeah. yeah, he did have that time machine, but why did it have to be goddamn DeLorean? But well, anyways, yeah, this movie is bad, and I think it's good yeah. to watch. I think I recommend to watch it because this is one of the of more interesting, interesting, fascinatingly bad movies we've ever covered that yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, honestly, it's, it's up it's, there in the yeah. the room type. Th- bad you know where it's just like it's yeah. it's like watching that train wreck and you're like oh man people are gonna die and but you're gonna watch it you yeah. know what i mean like it's there's some parts where i'm just like hey i need a fast it, it, it drags so much but i think if you're into film and you want to know how bad things can get <laughs> when if you want to learn how tone works Watch this. I think it's always good to watch bad tone work. Yeah, you know? for sure, man. Absolutely. It's always yeah, good. it's it's definitely because it's like I I'm someone who is picky about the movies I watch. Like like we've said before when we talk yeah, about we bad have, movies. Yeah, we have goggles, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, and so it's I'm very picky, so it's like I'm I'm usually watching movies that have a very good balance of tone. Yeah. And so when I watch a bad movie, you know, whether it be Marwin, whether it be uh, 
Super Mario Bros. Uh, what are the <laughs> other mo- uh, bad movies we've covered? Uh, I mean, Geely. Yeah. We start seeing patterns between them. Yeah. yeah and, and a lot of the time it is, it is a complete misunderstanding of the tone, of the tone that you want your movie to set. You know, and uh, this like, movie doesn't know what it yeah, wants to be. It's like yeah. a, a pop song that doesn't know how to do pop. I mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a bad of cover of a of a better song, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah that, that should cover it. Um, I think that's it for Marwin, man. I think this we're is our leave last... Marwin. Uh, yeah, we're going to leave Marwin. Yeah, we're going to leave Marwin. We're saying goodbye, Steve Carell. Yep, goodbye, Steve Carell. Goodbye, Bobby Z, for now. For now. <laughs> we'll hit you up again Some... sooner rather than later. Maybe yeah, in the she... next year. Who knows? Who knows? Who cares? Who knows? Yeah. Back in time. Back in time. <laughs> yeah, but that's going to be it for uh, this I think season, I, could... I guess, now. Yeah, I think this is going to be our last bonus. This, yeah, this was a, a late yeah. addition to the bonus episodes. It was just one of our meme our meme episodes. Our meme apps. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed our meme apps. I mean, I, I, I always think the meme episodes are one of the most fun. They're always yeah. They're always they're very so educational, they're very and they're edu- fun to talk about, for sure. Yeah. Because it's sure. just like a scientific examination yeah. of, like, what, what is happening here? Yeah. Like, it's an, it's an autopsy. Exactly. Yeah, it's a dissection <laughs> yeah. of sorts. You're at you're in middle school, and you're looking at you're looking at yeah, you're looking at a dead frog on a table. Yeah, that's, that's what uh, Marwin is. Yeah, and but, we'll uh, we yeah. definitely will have more meme movies down the line. I know there's one meme movie that we're saving. We're saving, Ooh, boy. We're saving. We're it saving it up. We're gonna we're gonna Absolutely. wait 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 for that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna yeah. We gotta save that one for we, for a very special before we occasion. both die of uh, <laughs> cancer, fascist takeover. I mean, we'll see. We'll see or how the both. chips lie. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I, I guess on that note, go vote. Go vote. Um, do that and uh, voting's like sex. You never know when's the last time, baby. Hey, there you go. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um, listen to the Delphin Pod shows. Yeah. Listen to. We got a new wrestling show. Check it out. Yeah, new wrestling show. Listen to cover stories. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's it for now. There, there will probably be a, a break before our next episode. Uh, just subscribe, stay subscribed for the next ones, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. See ya. Bye.